Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Well, well, welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Maybe this program will be podcast, maybe it won't. <laughs> no, it's going to be podcast now. Yeah. Look, look, we've had an apology from our guest at late notice, very okay. late notice. So, Dale, you and I are locked in this room for an hour. And it's free. You're cheery. Yeah. <laughs> it's four days before the election, I think. Yes, yes. Yes, no, fr- yeah, three days. Fr- Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, three days to go before the election. Now, I've got to remind listeners of something very unpalatable. Oh, yes. Uh, we've been asked to raise $1,200 oh, on Radical gracious. Australia yes. on the 12th of June. 1200 or $12,000? $1,200. Oh, phew. 1200 and considering all the dynamic, exciting, boring interviews we brought to people, <laughs> well, you can, nothing, not every interview can be exciting. Like, today's interview isn't very exciting. Well, uh, you know, we're, we're yet to see, aren't we? So, on the 12th of June, we're going to have, you're going to have to ring us up, mm. and we'll just take your money off you. Mm. Mm. And you know the good thing about the Free CR Radio Fund for Radical Australia? What's the good thing about the... Uh, Apart from lightening your financial burden, <laughs> you know. It's not good to have a lot of notes in your wallet or no, lots of credit cards. It's dangerous, it's, actually. It is dangerous, especially <laughs> in this part of the world. That's 3CR, not the streets. Miss Street's safe. It's 3CR that's not safe. Yeah. The thing is that um, if you work or if you've inherited wealth, <laughs> or if you get franking dividends, yeah. <laughs> or if you've got nearly ge- negatively geared property, yeah. you can actually claim, like the rich and powerful, a legal, legitimate tax deduction. Did you know that? Yeah, as, as long as uh, any, every donation over $2. $2, right? it's got to be over $2. $2 or over. Yep. Legal, legitimate tax deduction. Hmm. As a great man once sent, the late Kerry Packer, rest his soul in peace. <laughs> Very hard resting your soul in peace in hell, but yes. I'll be joining him one day. <laughs> uh, he said, Why would you bother to pay taxes if you can legally minimise your tax? Oh, because you're a contributing member of society. And, I'm uh, ridiculous. I don't know. I can think of plenty of good reasons for well, paying know. taxes, but unfortunately that's not where the taxes go. No. So the good thing, the good thing will be is that you can get a legal legitimate tax deduction, decrease your tax, and you can actually direct your taxes towards something which is worthwhile mm. instead of submarines. Yeah. yeah. Which will be out of date by the time they're actually uh, built in 30 years' time. Yeah. Well, private school in school cafes. You, you want to hear something really interesting? I know you're... 
a dog worker. Yes, yes, that would be the Australian Council for the Defence of Government Schools. When do they fling their show? The show is on midday on Saturdays every week, every Mm. week because they have to be, you know, as soon as we stop um, Mm. giving your money to uh, private unaccountable Mm. entities for Uh and, and... and bilking the public school system, uh, then we'll stop. We'll well, st- there'll got, be no need for us. I've got some facts and figures from the Grattan Institute you may be interested oh, in. Oh, yes. Now, that, that is a very reputable organisation, oh, the um, Grattan Institute. Yes, there's lots and lots of um, mm. figures come out of, out now, of there. Now, I don't know if you know these. I'm sure you would know them, but maybe some of our listeners wouldn't because mm. even I was punched in the gob this morning when I uh, found out about these figures. Oh, did you read the um, age article? No. Oh, okay. I actually went to the Grattan Institute and looked at their article because okay. I'm not going to read what's in a bloody legacy a newspaper which yeah. is owned by Channel 9. Yeah, fair enough. And, and I do have a complaint to make. When I walked into the studio, Dale, you're the producer, there was a copy of Murdoch's Rags here. Hey, I'm not responsible on, for... No, what's hang on, hang on. Yet. And I actually touched it. <laughs> and Did and you de-louse? No, I'm going to have to go to the toilet at some stage and scrub my hands. Yeah. I feel as if I've been soiled. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, incredible garbage. <laughs> but let's get back to the thing. Now, yes, yes. now, obviously you read the article, I read the original. Now, mm. did you know, did you know that yes. over the last decade, yes. just the last 10 years, mm. that the increase in government funding to public schools has been $155 per student. You know, yes, yes, I did know that. And, well, that's good. Don't pull out the article. No. 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 And did you know, and did you know, Mm -hmm. and did you know that the increase in money given to private schools over the last decade has been $1,426 per student? Mate, did you know that um, uh, around Christmas time they mm. uh, snuck through a, uh, a bit of legislation that's saying there will be no capital grant funding given to public schools ever? Ever. Ever. Well, that's nice. While, we, while they have um, committed uh, $1.4 billion to uh, private and uh, in so-called uh, independent schools for capital funding, as well as running costs. So not only are you paying uh, for their running, uh, but you're also paying uh, yeah. for the um, dance studios, the in-school cafes. Well, how about the equestrian school? Yeah, and the, well, and the, what the they call school. wellness centre. The wellness centre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where the, the old sick bay, is it? Yeah. We've got nurses and doctors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's good. But did you know, did you know, and this is since the dogs lost their uh, High Court case in, in 1981, the, in 1981 mm-hmm. that uh, six High Court judges, I think it was six found, four and one against. And was Justice Murphy was Justice dissenting? Justice Murphy, yes, who actually paid the price for his dissenting judgment. Well, of course he did. That the Constitution allowed taxpayers' money to be given to private schools, mm. that 80% mm. of every federal dollar that's given to education is given to the private sector by mm. the Commonwealth Government. And it's actually written in stone mm. that, um, you know, even though they, they got together their little board, mm. uh, their little Gonski group, yeah, their yeah, little yeah. board to um, yeah. come up with uh, the mm. SRS, which mm. is the School mm. Resourcing Standard, mm. it's written in stone mm. that public schools will only ever get 70% of their SRS, while it's written in stone that mm, mm. private and independent schools will uh, will get 
110% well, of the nice. SRS. It's nice to know that we're looking after the brightest and the best. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's know. a form of educational apartheid which well, entrenches pockets of poverty, yep. entrenches, uh, you know, yep. pockets of crime. Yep. You know, it's, it's, and, you know, mm. we have a kind of, um, apartheid in our schools. You know, we mm. separate the kids out, That's which of right. course That's leads right. to complete mm. lack of cohesion in their society. Mm. You know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's diff- we're one of the only countries in the world who does that. Yes, you know. and do you, could you tell me, mm. can you tell me which country in the Western world has banned private schools? Well, I know it's absolutely illegal to mm. charge for education in Finland. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and teachers get paid more than lawyers. Yep. You know, and, and that's, that's the thing. It's a change mm. of culture that we need. That's right. It's a change of sort mm. of uh, uh, mm. what, how we look at, um, mm. you know, what, what we value. Mm. You know, they, private schools go on about oh, our values and their values are about, um, mm. you know, whether Individual or not your gain, not community yeah, there's benefit. A direct mm. relationship between your parents' income and your educational opportunities, just as you're you know, kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are kidding. Yeah, and and your postcode. You know, mm. even to the point where, um, you know, uh, parents have been found. I mean, I mean, mm. you know, that's the whole thing. The difference between educating the children mm. and educating mm. my child. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, because parents have been caught. Um, mm. uh, you know, uh, all using the same address in a catchment area of mm. a so-called good public school because yep. the the public school nearest them, mm. they wouldn't, um, and I quote, send their dog to. And, you yep. know, yep. that's abhorrent. You know, if the public school down the road isn't good enough, then mm. make it good enough, mm. you know. We yeah. should just take over because we should just take over mm. all of the private schools, all of the Catholic schools because yeah. we're paying for them. Now, now Dale. Yes. If you and I had a track record for <laughs> child abuse, which oh, yes. mirrors the Catholic Church in this country, <laughs> do you think we would be getting hundreds of, billion, hundreds of millions of dollars every year in government grants to educate little kiddies? No, no, no. no, I think no. We'd be in jail. I think there's absolutely no way we'd be let within... I, you know, we'd be on a sex, we'd be on a sex offenders <laughs> list. I, I think what what we've seen this Catholic Church should be, and I'm a lapsed Catholic, so you oh, know, okay. so you know, yeah, and that's the thing, you know. Um, it's, uh, you know, that we, we fund three education systems in Australia, the mm. public system, All right. the Catholic system, mm. and what they call the independent system. All right, I'm going to ask you another trick question. Okay. I mean, and we haven't, look, our guest didn't turn up. This is Radical Australia. I'm basically interviewing Dale about her knowledge about public education. She's, oh, you know. She's exceptionally knowledgeable, as you've seen, as she's uh, one of the producers with the Defence of Government Schools. And it is one area that has got no coverage during this federal election campaign. Although, although um, you know, mm. it's funny, the Victorian election, mm. I, um, you know, it's been, it's been sort of mentioned in passing that, um, you know, the Andrews uh, vote got, they got, up because of their commitment to public schools, mm. you know, mm. which um, is interesting because I've seen a few uh, of the other big party, the mm. opposition, uh, I've seen them talk about a little mm. tiny bit about um, public school funding, but um, it's certainly not a big issue because uh, they're too afraid of the religious lobby groups. Like they oh, imagine yeah. that they're still quite powerful, powerful. and they're, right. and and it's just not, not true. I mean, I, you know, if you go to a church on a Sunday or, or any type of religious thing, there's not many people there, many of them. Now, all right, can you okay. tell me which part of the universe? <laughs> introduced 
three compulsory secular education. Hmm. Uh, Australia. No, which part of the universe? Part of the universe. Well, part of Australia. Right, Australia, but which part of Australia? Uh, you tell me, Joe. Victoria. Aha. And do you know what year? Oh, gosh, 1850s? No, it was after the uh, Eureka Rebellion. Again, it's one of these consequences of the Eureka Rebellion. Okay, okay. It was either 1876 and 1872 mm. that three universal secular education was introduced in Victoria. Mm. And do you know how many primary schools were built within 12 months of that legislation going through the Legislative Assembly and, and Council in the state? 652. And we're told we can't build one. Mm. Mm. Now, the other thing is there is a town in Victoria that bears the name of the Premier who's responsible for introducing three Secular compulsory education in Victoria. Mm. You got any idea? Healesville mm. is named after Premier Heal. Mm. And when he died, and he died somewhere in Caulfield or East St Kilda, he was buried in the Melbourne General Cemetery. People lined the street shoulder to shoulder from St Kilda to the Melbourne General Cemetery to pay their last respects mm. to the man. And he died a relatively young man, I think in his mid-40s, mm. because of the contribution he had made to the welfare of the children of the state of Victoria. And 150 years later, it's... Been it, decimated. It's been des- destroyed. Absolutely. There's, there's virtually no separation of church and state in Australia, even though, you know, Section 116 of the Constitution mm. Mm. says that no government position can be um, decided upon by uh, someone's religion or not. Mm. Well, um, obviously, you know, that's, that's just not being totally ignored, you know, mm. because, mm. you know, there's the whole chaplaincy issue. But also, you know, there's a very basic principle um, with tax policy and, mm. and the separation of church and state, and that mm. is that no one should be taxed to pay for the advancement of the religion of another. Oh, Exactly. Exactly. You know, as an atheist, I feel... I mean, everybody's jumping up and down about Israel Folau when he said that uh, homosexuals, drunks, womanizers, uh, atheists should go to hell. <laughs> but, 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 you know, as if this is the big issue of the day, yeah. you know, the, you know, the hate crime, big issue of the day, mm. while well, we see institutionalised apartheid mm. as far as public education is concerned. Absolutely. And, and what I love about if you're a private school... Now, if you're a public school, you've got to account for every cent. Mm -hmm. If you're a private school, you're given a suitcase full of money and you're told, go for it. Especially if you're a Catholic school. Mm. Um, You know, the school isn't even given the money. The the Catholic board is given the money Mm. and they don't even have to give it to the school. Mm. Mm. And there is no accountability. Mm. There's absolutely Mm. none whatsoever. Mm. And, yeah, the Morrison government's been caught out diverting funds um, for capital funding to private schools. And uh, so, yeah, we're not just paying for the running of them, but we're paying for their new buildings. While, Mm. you know, Mm. public schools down the road are still using temporary buildings, portables, that Mm. that have been there for 50, 60 years. What's wrong with that? Well... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, you, you well, are. They, they, they've, been, they've been heritage listed this so well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the tin sheds that I went to school in. In Queensland. Yeah, oh, and yeah in central Queensland. Normal. And like, uh, once it got to 45 degrees, then we got sent home. That's Not right. at 44. No, but 45. <laughs> 45. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but well, that, that accounts for us. 
results from Queensland sort of counts for our mentality, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll tropo. Now, look, uh, if you want to be on Talkback with... Not Talkback. If you want to be on Radical Australia, yeah. right? I get confused here. Radical Australia, we are always looking for guests. Mm. We're booked up till the 19th of June, and you'll be pleased to know that on the 19th of June, we're interviewing a choir. Oh. A whole choir. Now, this is going to be a bit hard. 19th but we'll of work... June, that's a Saturday. No. The 12th of June. Oh, no, actually, you're quite right. No, no, it was the yeah. 29th of June, it's a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Why is it important? Is it your birthday? Oh, no, no, it's my niece's 21st, and I'm, ah. I'm trying to figure out whether I can afford to go to Queensland or not, because it's my brother's 50th a couple of weeks later, and doing two mm. Queensland trips, you know, it's kind yeah. of a little bit beyond well, me. You could take two or three weeks off. No We way. won't miss you. No way, man. No, no. I, do my, I couldn't stay in Queensland for longer than a week. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Look, I understand. I understand the situation. So we are always looking for guests, and we have fascinating staff here at 3CR. Mm. So if you ring 94198377, and I can assure you Dale will protect you from me, because <laughs> she's in the studio for the whole interview, and she does interrupt when I get a little bit rumbunctious. <laughs> so if you ring 94198377 and if mm. you'd like us to interview you on Radical Australia so I said we've got another booked up till the 19th of June if you mm. ring us right now we will just leave a name and a contact number and Dale or I will ring you up and we will tee up an interview mm. now don't think you're boring because the thing is, nobody is boring. That's Everybody right. has a story. And also, you know, a lot of people, when I ask them to come on Radical Australia, they, you know, well, look, they say, look, it's not about me, it's about the cause. And it's like, well, Bullshit. here's, the, no, no, but here's the thing, you know, yeah. your cause is important. And, and the way you become passionate about that cause is through the things that happen in your life. So mm. by sharing your story with us, you're inviting people to not only understand your cause, but to get on board as well and so you know it's an in, it's an attempt to put the human face to the activist whereas you know the mainstream media would would paint the activists in incredibly negative light mm. whereas this is a chance mm. where we can show why people become active why people mm. become, become passionate about certain things mm. and so it's it's not about you know it's not about your ego and it's not about being um you know, falsely modest or anything, you know, to tell your story, your story is just as valid as the stories that get, um, well, I would argue more valid mm. than the stories that you hear in the mainstream, you know. So um, whatever your cause is, you know, it is worth telling your side of the story to put the human face and invite people to get mm. on board. And even if you don't have a cause, the fact that you exist means mm. you've got a story and obviously... We all go up and down in life. There are things happen to each and every one of us, and sometimes we survive and sometimes we succumb. Mm-hmm. We're not interested in perfect human beings on Radical Australia. Well, We've never had a no perfect... No such thing, is there? Well, some people think they are. Well, I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> so the number is 94198377. Ring now and yeah. we'll uh, leave a contact name and phone number, and we will get back to you in the next 48 hours, and we will tee up a time to interview you on Radical Australia. If you think, oh, I'm not good enough, well, let us make that choice. Let us make that decision. Now, what have you noticed, Dale, about this federal election campaign? What's really stuck in your crawl? You know, just how they just don't care. Like, the lies are just flung and they just don't care. It's just lie after lie after lie and they just don't care. And I mean, that's nothing new, but 
I don't know. It just never ceases to depress me. <laughs> well, I, I've been I've been amazed. I have been amazed because I've never seen a more narrow election campaign in mm. terms of the people that it affects. Mm. Now, if anybody, anybody can prove me wrong, I'm happy to give you five cents. Mm. And the thing is, I have not wa- heard about one policy initiative from any of the major political parties regarding the 8 million Australians, that's 30%, who rely on social security benefits to survive. Mm. You know, new start allowance, disabled pension, old age pension, single parents benefit. There has been nothing for those 30... It's as if that 30% do not exist as far as this election is concerned. That's because they don't want them to to exist. It's part of the neoliberal agenda to absolutely ignore the whole concept of being responsible for your populace. I mean, even even the Labor Party... All they can say is, well, maybe we'll increase the new start allowance because yeah. they're so concerned about a backlash. I don't think there'll be a backlash. You can't keep 760,000 children in poverty in this country when you've got the Smith Foundation actually asking Australians to sponsor Australian children so they can go to school, have some clothes when they go to school, be fed breakfast, you know there is a problem. Mm, and mm. most parents I know, you know, they've all, we've all got foibles, but most of them do try to do the right thing by their children. It's just not correct what is happening. But do we hear about this cohort? They don't exist. No, but and also uh, I hear the um, Morrison government bleat on about um, how... Uh, oh, so, what did he say? Something like a hundred million Australians last year, young young Australians got a job. Hundred thousand. Or a hundred thousand yeah, young yeah. Australians got a job. Mm. And no, and what he's trying to say is like, oh, we got X amount of people off New Start, mm. but that doesn't mean they got work. Mm. They just made the hoops harder to jump through. So now this the rate of homelessness has skyrocketed. Mm. You know the rate of you know so it's not like. Just because you're not on Newstart anymore doesn't mean you've got a job. No, no, you just they've just made it. They've just made it harder to get. That's right. So you know, just the out and out lies. You know, because of course they need to criminalise or or they need to demonise. Demonise the whole concept of welfare. Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna wash out your mouth with soap and water, Dale, which is going to be pretty hard because you're a tall woman, but. I don't use the word welfare in any of my programs. Yeah, sure. I use social security beneficiary. Yeah, because it, it is a, it is a bargain. It's not welfare. It's not a handout. No, it is a bargain by which people we maintain a stable society by ensuring that those who cannot or find it difficult to earn an income actually can actually uh, live a secure life. And not cause disruption in the but community. But that's the thing, you know, to, mm. to have to, you know, to have to tiptoe around the semantics of it because the mm. whole concept of it has been demonised. It has been demonised. You should, yeah. we should never use the word handout, mm. uh, welfare. It's not welfare. It is a social security contract. Mm. And what is the point of having a governing apparatus if it's not responsible for its citizens? You're kidding. What is the point of it? But we're not, you know? But, but Dale, 
I hate I hate to do this to you, Dale, because it's it's not in my nature to humiliate my co-hosts. <laughs> don't you understand? You're a customer. I, but that's the thing. I don't I don't understand that. I refuse to understand that. I refuse to accept that. You're you a know? customer. You're a no, Centrelink customer. A, you're a government customer. I am not a customer. I, and people I'm don't a underst- citizen. Yeah, and people don't understand that. This is an ideological change in language, but is actually being used to uh, pauperise people, right. to make them feel uh, hopeless mm. and to treat them as if they're disposable customers. But we are citizens or residents with rights and responsibilities. Mm. Even asylum, people on asylum seekers and, and uh, refugees mm. have rights in this country, minimal, mm. and citizens have more rights and residents have rights, mm. but we are treated as if we're some type of commercial entity. We are a customer. Mm. I mean, I find nothing more disagreeable when dealing with the tax office or the Centrelink or any government department at a state, local or federal level, which refers to me as a customer. Mm. It just sends me over the moon. It's obscene because, you know, that, that... That neoliberal agenda that mm. suggests everything, you know, that says suggests that the marketplace is the place where everyone, uh, where good things happen, you mm. know, and um, that competition is always positive, you know, and it just creates. Well, isn't it? It just well, you know, sarcasm. Well, well, I don't know how 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 well sarcasm goes over across the air, Joe. <laughs> Because uh, well, no, 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 competition is wonderful. Competition Look, is we, we not pri- wonderful. Hang on, hang on. Can I give you an example? We okay. privatised. Well, the Kennedy regime privatised electricity and gas in this mm. state mm. of Victoria, right? Mm. Privatised. Mm. That was about what twenty-five years ago. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, about a quarter of a century ago, it's yeah. been privatised. Now, what are people bleating about today? Yeah. High prices. Yeah. So competition has actually driven up prices. Yeah, totally. It's driven up prices. It hasn't actually decreased so, so prices. So, yeah, competition is good for the private providers. That's right. It's not good for the individuals. Yeah, it's not yeah, good for, yeah, the, for yeah. the citizens, yeah. you know. And that's, that's the problem, you know, when you have a government that perceives itself as a corporation. Mm, mm. Well, mm. it is a corporation. Well, that's, that's, well it's it a sad, sick, sad world. But, we, but, but we've, allowed, we've allowed this to happen. Yeah. We've allowed yeah. it to happen. We've bought... We have bought the story. Now, it is, it is 4.28. This is Radical Australia. Dale and I are just chatting about it. Nothing in particular. Mm. Uh, our guest uh, was a late apology. Now, if you'd like to be interviewed on Radical Australia in the future, we've got vacancies after the 19th of June. If you ring up 94198377, let, let people know that you want to be interviewed on Radical Australia, and mm. we will get back to you mm. and um, have a chat. Yeah, come and on. And see if we can organise a, organise a slot for you. Mm. Uh, but if you want to, you know, push personal peccadillos, you've got arguments with individuals, don't bother ringing up. Mm. We're interested in people who've, you know, got a life to tell us about, who've involved in activity, but you don't have to be involved in activity. It'd be great to have some teachers. You can, you can actually come anonymously. Yes. You don't actually have to give your real name. Yes, you can tell your story anonymously. If you wish. You yes. know, you call your number 19. Yes, that's correct. Why do I like the number 19, Dale? I don't know. Why do you like the number 19? I love the number 19. Because <laughs> that's the number of primary votes Senator Anning got at the last. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mention his name, which I just did, unfortunately. Yeah, but I, use yeah. him, I call him number 19. Yeah, so are you, are you running this year? Or? No, it's the first time, first time since 1988. I'm not running. I'll tell you why I'm not yeah, running. Yeah, okay, tell us. I'll tell you why I'm not running. I mean, I've been involved in don't vote campaigns, voting formal campaigns, vote for me campaigns, do this, do that. Mm. 
and had a very um, successful run of the Dunkley, Dunkley federal election uh, three years ago. But the reason I've decided not to run is I've decided to put all my energy into getting public interest before... Pipsy. Yeah, public interest before corporate interest, registered as a federal political party. Fantastic. Uh, we've got 394 members on the electoral roll, 550 before we can register, because it does give you a lot of electoral advantage mm. to be uh, a registered federal political party. And how can people, how can people register? Well, it's very simple. Uh, we do have a constitution, obviously. Uh, you can download the application form, form from Pipsi, P-I-B-C-I dot net, send it in. Uh, you can leave a message on 0439 and we'll send you out a, an application form. And um, or you can even write to Post Office Box 20 Parkville 3052. Because what I found is as an independent, it's very hard to get traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to get ideas across. And I think as a member of a political party, we've had a number of congresses this year to work out policy statements. I think you, we will find that it's a much easier road to push now, I've actually looked at the Senate ballot paper and the House of Reps ballot paper, oh, yeah. and I've been I've been disgusted and, and amazed by the type of garbage, mm. and I hate to be cruel here, that's registered as federal political parties. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just find it amazing. Some just really overtly terrifying. Um, that's uh, right. Stances, you know, just terrifying, terrifying, extraordinary. You think about it; they've got the yellow man and his party. Mm. And then they've got the Divided Australia Party, mm-hmm. you know, Pauline's go. Mm-hmm. Pauline. Mm-hmm. Then they've got Mr. 19's party. Mm-hmm. Then they've got the uh, uh, the fornicator in, what was his name? He said that uh, bestiality, <laughs> the, the Australian Conservatives, they're there. It just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. And when you look for some type of broad-based uh, radical party with radical ideas like nationalising things, I mean, you've got some socialist parties, but you've got nothing like public interest before corporate interest. So, that's not, that's what, I must admit, though, it is like because I've, I've spent some some of my um, adult voting life in Queensland. I've yes. sent, spent some of my adult vote, voting life in New South Wales, mm. and I've spent the last oh, 13, 14 years of my adult vote, voting life in Victoria. Mm. And I'm, I've got to admit, it, it's like down here at least, you know, there are candidates, there are parties. You know, there's no socialist candidates in Queensland. There's no... All right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to ask you a, a simple question. Mm-hmm. What federal electorate mm-hmm. has had the only member of the Communist Party elected to Parliament? Hmm. 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 And you wouldn't believe it today. The electorate around Townsville. And the difference was that before mechanisation, that agriculture was based on itinerant labour, right? So there's a lot of itinerant labourers working casually from farm to farm and being exploited. And what did he get for his efforts? Brain damage when he was attacked by the Queensland police mm. at a demonstration. Mm. Extraordinary. Mm. I've forgotten the gentleman's name. I'm sure people will remember. But what I'm saying is, think times change, mm. Mm. and uh, I think social media's got a lot to do with the rise and rise of these uh, 
particular groups that think the other is the problem. Yeah, that's the problem in a society where there is othering. You know, there's, there's, the, and again, it sort of, well, I, it always for me it comes back to that changing of culture because the, and the recognition of the significant benefits to mm. a society. Mm. Of schools that are racially and socioeconomically integrated. Exactly. You know, there's well, that's what it's about. It's about integration. It's ensuring that everybody can go to everybody else's house as a child when you have your Christmas do or you have your birthday party or a, a kids do, and that's the beauty of going to a public school. Well, where, where I the school I went to, it was it was on the outskirts of town, so and it was fifty percent Murray kids and fifty yep. percent white kids, yep. and you know, unfortunately, um, it was it was the eighties. It was mm. under Bjorki Peterson, mm. and um, you know, I, I, it was it's disgusting to note that um, once we'd moved from the primary school to the high school, mm. suddenly I wasn't allowed to go to my mate's places anymore, mm. you know? Mm. Wrong skin colour? That's exactly right. Mm. You know, but one, uh, while we were all at primary school, it mm. was all fine. They were all, mm. We were mm. all just little kids. Mm. But as soon as um, we were in high school, mm. Um, mm. Uh, our, my parents in particular, you know, who were, you know, overtly racist, mm. you know, just said, no, you're not allowed to go to, mm. to my mates who I'd grown up with, you know, mm. and mm. at no point in time had I even recognised that there was a difference between us until the adults yeah. tried to make it, yeah. make yeah. it, make the difference mm. apparent, you know. This is Radical Australia and Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. I guess had to cancel at the last moment, so we had a, options. We could have actually replayed an, an old interview or we could have just chatted to you. And we decided that we wanted to chat. Yes, because it's coming up to, you know, Democracy Sausage Day. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. Well, and a lot of people miss it. They pre-poll, you know. Yeah, well... And some, and some naughty people don't even vote. Yeah. You well, know that. It happens. Well, you know, there's something else happening this Saturday. I'm, what? Playing, I'm what? playing a gig. You're playing a gig? Yeah, it's my friend. On election day? That's right. So wash your democracy sausage taste out of your mouth and, uh, you know, come on down to Bombay Rock. I'll be, I'll be playing about four o'clock in the afternoon. It's a huge day. It's, uh. What, where, where's Bombay Rock? It's on Sydney Road in Brunswick. It's, uh, mm-hmm. friend. Where in Sydney Road? Oh, sort of halfway up. Halfway know? up? Yes. Left yeah. or right if you walk, go uh, down to Sydney. Well, if you're, if you're walking up it, it's yeah, yeah. on the left hand side. Left-hand yeah. Side, yeah. But, and um, what's this in? Oh, it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's friends. It, it's it's one of um uh, the punk scene's favourite uh, favourite daughters. Uh, Crunchy McSlutface is her uh, stage name. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. her birthday. So what's happening to poor old Crunchy? Is yeah, she, she's, she died or no, something. She's, it's a birthday. You didn't have a benefit because oh, it's a birthday. Yeah, so I thought it was actually a no, a no, fundraising no. to bury her or no, something. No, 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 we're no, just no. having. Sorry, Crunchy, my apologies. We're having a celebration because uh, you know she's yeah. she's a rad, she's rad. So, 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 so Crunchy's an elderly punk, is she? No, no. Well, actually, she's younger than me, but uh, oh, you know, yeah. she's you know one of these young women who is uh, um, running venues and putting on gigs. She's the one who's responsible. All you know, all these benefit gigs I yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. She's she's running the venues. Crunchy, she's yeah. organising them yeah. as as well as Asha yeah. uh, yeah. Smasher. Uh, Asha Smasher. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. two women who are really yeah, in, yeah. involved in making um yeah. making available venue spaces for benefit gigs, which yeah, are just yeah. fantastic. I'd love to talk to you about that because I want to do some comedy things. Mm. All right, there it's uh, Radical Australia. Ring us on nine four one nine eight three double seven. Talk to one of the. Uh, Volunteers on the front desk and tell them you want to be on Radical Australia and we'll slot you in after the 19th of June. Leave a name and a contact number. Now, have you noticed 
because this is, as I said, this election is about two things. What are they? Franking credits mm. and negative gearing. Mm. And you know how many people benefit from franking credits? Mm. Less than 200,000. <laughs> and you know how many people, but 8% of Australians do own a second home and do benefit from uh, negative gearing. Yes, it's amazing. So, how but it's amazing how it's all about that ten percent. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the, and and the, you know us poor bastards who are barely keeping a roof over excuse our heads. Me, excuse me, I'm, I'm not going to be I'm called sorry. a poor bastard. Well, I am. I am. But yeah, I know you're a poor bastard. Barely I keeping a roof. Well, you're over not a bastard. Head. Your parents were married when you were born. Come uh, on, let's. You know, I mean, you're kind of mutating the language there. I right? guess what I'm saying <laughs> is, you know, oppressed people. At no point in time could I even consider. <laughs> The possibility of being in a position to own a house. You're kidding. You know. Well, how about this five percent business that old Mr. Morrison's put up? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you You know, he talks. Yeah, I, I watched a, and stupidly was watching an interview with him, and he's, oh, you know, he's talking about oh all the stuff he's going to do yeah, for yeah, for, yeah. for those poor Australians who who only earn between forty thousand and two hundred thousand. Mm. It's like. Yeah, are those are those poor Australians? You know, no, uh, it'd be nice. To, I wonder what it'd be like to earn between forty and two hundred thousand. Well, anybody in social security benefits, even the best disability support pension with rent assistance, wouldn't be more than twenty six thousand dollars. Max, a year. max. Yeah. That, that's going that's with a bit far. Yeah. That's with pharmaceutical benefits yeah. assistance, There's rent assistance, no maximum. Yeah. That's the thing, and he yeah. and he calls he calls those people earning between two hundred and forty. Like he calls them the poor people. That's know? middle Australia. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and but the thing but is about the tax cuts. If you give the same tax cut to somebody on forty thousand and somebody on two hundred thousand, yeah, yeah. who wins? Yeah, exactly. The good thing is we have a lot of two hundred thousand people listening to <laughs> radicalists. Don't laugh. There must be a five or six thousand of them out there. And if they donate to the three CR. Radio fine mm. for Radical Australia on the 12th of June, 4pm mm. to 5pm, yes. ring on the day. Yep. If you donate, you can get a legal legitimate tax deduction. So yeah. all you 200,000ers who are going to get you know an extra 950 <laughs> bucks tax deduction, you give us a ring and donate it to us and yeah. then your tax will be even less. So tell us, um, how's the Wednesday Action Group going? Uh, look, it's an interesting collection of oddballs and intelligent people and geniuses and Assholes. <laughs> uh, this is our twentieth year. Yeah, right. Uh, we're outside. We got. We we've been around so long that people move, and we don't know about it. <laughs> like uh, we used to go outside Liberal Party headquarters about once every three months. One hundred four exhibition. They've sold the bloody building us. <laughs> and today it was even more embarrassing. We were outside one two one exhibition strip, which is a regular haunt we go to, and that's the actual Victorian. Uh, uh, Victorian Justice Department. Yeah. But we had some gentlemen come out today from uh, a private security company to tell us they'd moved, and now they had Metro in there. <laughs> so we've been around so long that people are moving to get away from us. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I think uh, where are we next? Oh, next week we're at Southern Cross Station, which which is a doozy. Yeah. But I think we've won that one. Yeah. So uh, tell, tell people what. Oh, time, over the years we've had we've place. had. 50 police, riot squad, <laughs> you name it, you know, to deal with about 10 or 15 people average age 70. <laughs> and it's uh, because, see, people don't understand is Southern Cross Station is private property. It doesn't belong to the government. It leases us out. And if you want to protest, you're only entitled to protest on 
centimetres of footpath because the rest has been privatised. Wow. Even the footpath's been privatised. Yeah. Another beauty we've had over the years was Federation Square, which was built with public money. Yeah. That is privately owned yeah. and privately managed, yeah. right? Yeah. And you've got to get a permission to protest in Federation Square, which we never bothered to do. Mm-hmm. Like we've got the Marbo Day coming on the 3rd of June and we'll be there at midday on a Monday. But we have never bothered because it is, as far as we're concerned, public space. And we've had huge campaigns around that Mm. because it's just amazing. You get a half a dozen, two dozen, you know, rat, not rat bags, uh, intelligent, uh, (laughs) intelligent, uh, active activists who are growing old gracefully. And one of the funniest sites was at the IPA last year, the Institute of Private Affairs. I don't use the public word public when I mention them. And uh, there was all these police turned up because the new manager was a bit uppity, you know, and he wouldn't let us stand on a stair. And and there's all these cops going, trying to move on 10 people average age 70. Oh, it's been it's been hilarious. But it's actually shown us how important it is to reclaim public space, Mm. like the county court. Mm. The county court is privately owned. Most government departments lease buildings. The state has divested itself of most enterprises. We're outside metro, you know, metro. Uh, public transport is not public transport. No. It's subcontracted to private corporations who then funnel the profits back to their head offices in England or France. Yep. Yep. And people don't seem to understand that. No. So no. what the Wednesday Action Group does is it actually highlights. I mean, we may not be effective, although people do move out. But um, how can how can how can people know beforehand where you're going to be? Like, well, if they go, come if, and join if, you. If they go to the Pipsy website, Pipsy okay. Pipsy.net, we've got a section there for the Wednesday Action Group. So that'll and tell. We're, and we're up there till the 17th of July, and every three months we update the list. And, uh, look, it's a good social gathering. We had a good, good meeting today, although we were a bit shocked that the Victorian Justice Department <laughs> moved on and somebody else had moved in there. We thought, we actually thought the government owned the building. No, nah, they just leased it, we were told. We were shocked when the Liberal... Now, we do have a problem. What's that? We need to know where the new Victorian Justice Department is. Oh. And that's about 15 storeys high. So it's got to be about a 15-storey building. And we are really mm. perplexed. Now, the Victorian Liberal Party has sold at headquarters 104 Exhibition Street. We can't find out where their offices are. <laughs> so if you know where their offices are, can you leave know. me a message on 0439 395 489 because we want to put them back on the Wednesday Action Group list, okay? Mm-hmm. Please. We need to know these things. You've got to know where the people are. Yeah. And if there is a particular government department or private organisations that you find noxious, mm. Give us a ring or an email us, and we, we will we will um, put them on the list. Yay! Yeah, we we added AMP to the list, and we've added National Australia Bank. But it's about reclaiming that little bit of public space. Mm. We even had a court case about seven or eight years ago. One of our members is a particularly voluble. He could have been an opera singer, who's had a long-running dispute with one of the major banks. Um, they tried to ban him. From they took us to, took him to court. They tried to ban him from a protest in front of the High Court hmm. here in Melbourne, the corner of William and uh, Latrobe Street. So we raised some money and we got this uh, half-baked QC who turned up to <laughs> defend him, and they weren't able to ban him. 
Yeah. Ah. As long as he didn't sh- shout obscenities at the lawyers as they went past, sure. it was all right. He could. Continue. So what I'm saying is, it's really a matter of reclaiming that public space because before you know it, mm. there will be no public space it'll where you like can actually Queensland congregate. In, it'll be like Queensland in the 80s. Oh, that was great. I loved it. I That's why I moved to Melbourne. <laughs> totally. Well, I, I remember as as a young kid, like going to the cinema with your mates. Mm. You couldn't meet them outside. No. You had to meet them inside because if it more more than three of you That's right. gathered outside That's that right. was an illegal gathering. That's right. And we we were like twelve year olds, you know, yeah, like yeah. just going well, to watch a movie. You're bloody dangerous. That's why we put you people in glass cages <laughs> even this year. But I mean it's getting it's getting to that point you know, down here as well. And that's what that's yeah. what you're on about. That's what well, you're about. about. We're about reclaiming space so that you can actually use it to before f- it's lost forever. Well and it is lost forever in many many things that people think are actually public property which have been Built with public money, yep. uh, kind of, uh, kind of private because they're actually the government leases them out to a private corporation to manage it on their behalf. Mm. So we no longer get public servants who provide services. We've got public services who push around numbers, mm. but there are no public services. I'll give you an example. Now people think the public hospital system is public. Now in Victoria, mm. many segments of the public hospital system have been privatised. Most of the cleaning, wards help. Uh, catering is now subcontracted yeah. to large private corporations mm. who provide staff. Mm. M- many of the uh, radiology departments and pathology departments are private organisations that have been subcontracted. So what has happened is that people who had long-term secure jobs, which are reasonably paid, that you know where they followed the the award, no longer have those jobs and they are hostages to these private corporations. Mm. And then you get the ridiculous situation. I'll give you another example. I got a call from an ABC reporter 48 hours ago about a Tanaminaway and Moorbourne Hina mm-hmm. monument. There would have been some, not races, but some graffiti, some tagging, yeah. and one of the boxes, the windows, was broken. Okay. And I've contacted the Melbourne City Council before, and they've rectified things very quickly. But there is a cleaning contractor who is responsible to clean that particular area on a regular basis. It doesn't take much to put, pick up a phone and contact the graffiti unit or somebody at Melbourne mm. City Council mm. to tell them this needs to be done. Mm. But this is what's happening now. For a lot of these subcontractors, once they get the contract, they skim off as much profit as they can and provide ineffective, minimal, base, minimal service, service. As possible. It's the same as, uh, you know, the so-called... Um, Housing associations, oh. you know, the, uh, yeah, I suppose that, you know they're selling off the public housing stock to yeah, what they call yeah. social housing yeah. associations, and it's yeah. exactly the same thing. You know, yeah. they um, raise the rent mm. as as soon as it's legal to, because yeah. you're not allowed to raise the rent um, within a six month period. But mm. every six months on the don- the mm. rent goes up. Mm. The um, work that gets done mm. on the buildings themselves is the cheapest contractors with oh, the yeah. absolute cheapest material. You know, you've got we've got light fittings from mm. former Eastern Bloc countries that no longer exist, so you can't actually <laughs> find any any bulbs to go in them. You know, it's like you've got um, the it. cheapest, the absolute cheapest, yeah. cheapest. Yeah. Cheapest, and uh, you know yeah, all the profit goes to private enterprise. Does it better? <sighs> Don't you understand that? No, private enterprise does it better, and it does it cheaper. No, that's why the Salvation Army receives almost eight billion dollars a year to provide services and in inverted commas. Oh, mate, and it's just like um, you know. <laughs> 
It's this bizarre, um, this, the bizarre. name, the, yeah, well, um, we were talking about schools before, yeah. um, and, uh, the co- coalition has signed off, uh, this, uh, bizarre fund to the Catholic schools. Mm. 1.4, 1.2 billion dollars. Yeah. It's committed to a choice and affordability fund. A choice and affordability fund. That's, I like it. That's for that's what they call it, and it's choice for the Catholic and affordability. Church mm-hmm. for schools. For and schools. Um, does that mean you don't, you can't? You it's don't? no idea where that's going to, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. no way we can account for what it is because mm-hmm. it's going to Catholics, um, well, to the Catholic well, Church. They get, they get a lump sum. Yeah, but um, the Choice and Affordability Fund, you know, it doesn't, that's not for Capital Works because no. they're getting a separate Capital Works yeah, grant. Yeah, that's not for yeah. running costs because they're getting yeah, a separate running yeah, cost, yeah. but the Choice and Affordability Fund, they've just um, actually written off, uh, written that off. So uh, that's already in stone, $1.2 billion, dollars, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I assume that was done by decree, not through Parliament. Oh, well, you know, everything gets slid under the table. It's like, it's yeah, like uh, at yeah, Christmas time, yeah, you know, they yeah. slid under the table. Then. Now, now, I'm going to ask you another question. It's 4.50. This is oh. Radical Australia. The guest cancelled the last moment. We could have done a, a re-interview but we decided not to. We decided have to have a dribble. We, no, we decided to talk intelligently about it. <laughs> a federal election coming up on Saturday. You've got a choice. You know, yeah. If you're going to vote, is it for the collective benefit or individual gain? Yeah. It's quite clear. Collective mm. benefit or individual gain. Look at the policies. I'm not going to tell you how to vote. You make up your own mind. You're a big boy and girl. You know what to do. So I'm going to give you, I'll give you another thing. Now, how many people live in Australia? 20? 24 million. 24. 24 million, okay. Do we live on a continent? Yes. Right. How many people live in Bangladesh? Oh, 300? Oh, I think it's about 150. 150. Million, something like that. Yeah. All right. How big is Bangladesh? Tasmania? No, it's about one third of Victoria. Okay. 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 And it's, a lot of it's under f- flood waters and mm. it's, you know, it's mm. kind of marginal land. Mm. Now, how many refugees have they absorbed in the past 12 months from Myanmar? <laughs> 800,000. Wow. Wow. Now, this is not a rich country. No. They've absorbed 800,000 refugees. Yes. We got 25,000 in one year and all hell broke loose and, you know, the remnants are sitting on Manus Island in Nauru. Yeah. Extraordinary, yeah. isn't it, when you think about it? Mind-boggling. How many refugees do you think there are in Jordan? What percentage of the population in Jordan is now refu- a refugee? Oh, God. I, I... About 30%. One in wow. three Jordanians is a refugee. They've absorbed them from all the conflicts in the Middle East. Mm. Lebanon, the same thing. One mm. in four. I'm not saying there is intention there, but at least these countries have made no, the effort uh, to absorb people. And the recognition that mm. um, a political asylum is needed and, yeah, you know, yeah. that people's lives, people don't become refugees by choice. No. And how many political, major political parties have said that the refugees on Manasol and Nauru can come to Australia? Mm. None. 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 I'll give you another example. All right, 24 million people living on a continent, 700,000 children in poverty, uh, 8 million living on less than $25,000 a year, working poor, people not being paid the correct wages, right? We've got the largest, some of the largest mineral resources on the planet. Coal, uranium, gold, <laughs> diamonds, ty- lithium, I think we've got the biggest supply in the world, gas. Who gets all the money? <laughs> we're told we're a great exporter. <laughs> Well, these private corporations, which have been given carte blanche for a peppercorn rent, 
to mine these areas. Now, if we, like the Norwegians did, actually Our mine the resources, mm. we could actually give First Nations people the wealth that they require to dig themselves out of the situation they find themselves in. Yeah, that we created for them. Yeah, and, yeah. and we could live very comfortably on all those resources. But no, with Twiggy Forest and Mr Yellow Boy, Clivey, you know, they're the ones, and Gina... And all these, you know, uh, multinational corporations, they're the ones who are rigging off the profits. Mm. And it gets, you'll like this one. This is the one. This is my favourite. I think I'm going to be sick. No. (laughs) Please don't. Not till I leave the studio. (laughs) I mean, I did watch the Barry, uh, what was his name? Barry who? uh, The Chunder film. The great 1970s. Oh, the adventures of Barry McKenzie. (laughs) Yeah. And the Technicolor yawn. Drink it up. Drink, Drink it, it up, up. Yeah. crack another dozen tubes and prawns with me. If you want to throw your voice, then you won't have any choice but to chunder in the old Pacific Sea. That's Australia. That's the old Australia God I miss. I love it. You know, the chundering. Hmm. Now, where was I? Right, you'll like this, okay. right? Okay, okay. Now, you can blame the Labor Party and the Liberal Party. Both of these are responsible. Now, we are the second biggest gas exporter in the world after, I think it's Qatar. Right, second biggest gas board. Currently, there isn't enough gas to supply manufacturing on the eastern seaboard, and prices have tripled in the last two or three years. Why? <laughs> because we all sold it off overseas. Thirty-year contracts at a, pepper, at, at, a, at a ridiculously low rate, but no allowance was actually made for local consumption. So we have to now buy it back. <laughs> and bring it back here. I right. love it. It's mind-boggling. This is this is neoliberalism. This That's is the lack this of foresight. That, yeah, that, that yeah, you know yeah. this whole you know yeah the cherry picking of data that yeah. says you know oh you know if a, yeah. a scientist will oh. say to you they've cured cancer then you'll believe them. But if a scientist says to you hey uh, we're contributing to climate change no no not going to believe it no. Not gonna believe it. No, no, no you cherry pick your data in this neoliberal well, world. Well, you use the word belief, and it is all about belief. It's like religion. Now, look, it's been a pleasure talking to you today, because most people don't hear you during the program; they hear me. Well, that's and right. it's nice to see that you, every brain cell in your head, is functioning. <laughs> and it'll be <laughs> very that nice that when I retire in a few years' time that you take over the microphone. Oh, so you've been anointed today. You've passed every <laughs> test. You are pleasant, polite, intelligent, and, oh, Joe, and an ornament, an ornament to 3CR. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Dale. So once again, if you want to volunteer to come on the radio and come be interviewed on Radical Australia, where else do you get one full hour, no music, no ads, just you and us in the comfort of the studio at 3CR, talking about your life and what you do. Ring now and we'll book you in 94198377. Thank you very much, Dale. Thank you, And hopefully Joe. our guest will arrive on time next yeah. week. And have a, have a good democracy sausage. Vote early and often. <laughs> <laughs> you must be a Queenslander. That's what they used to do in Queensland all exactly the time. Right. The dead used to vote. <laughs> on that note, see you later, folks.
left, I ran into the hills. I could see no way to keep my body still.